welcome to another episode of Home Sweet Home. My name is Rod McCall. And I'm Bryce Runge. And today we have a special treat with us today. Uh, whenever you're looking for dirt on somebody, it's always good to go to their mom. Uh, and so today uh, we, we have Sharon Runge with us today. Uh, she is here visiting from California. And so Bryce and I persuaded her to be on our podcast today. Yay! It's, sorry, we don't have any funds to pay you. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so without further ado, I'm going to kind of pass this over to Bryce and let him kind of get us started today. Yeah, so, hi mom. Hi honey, how are you? I'm fine. Um, we thought it would be interesting and a special treat not only for us, but our listeners to um, have you on the podcast. Um, I like what Rod used when we're formulating these questions and what, what are we going to ask you, this transgenerational thing. You you are living in your golden years. Thank you. Yes. I had to correct myself earlier, so we'll keep <laughs> it at that. Um, but you've been through quite a, quite a bit. In fact, I've shared some of your story in, in my new book and um, there's, there's stuff that a lot of people don't know. Um, I do feel like you are an open book, though. I know you like to share your stories. Uh, but we wanted to bring you on to talk about that transgenerational thing, like you're a product of a divorced family, right? You also have uh, parents who died by suicide. Yes. You uh, went through my divorce. Oh, yes. You went through Brad's divorce recently. Oh, yes. um, so you, you've experienced quite a bit and I didn't even mention raising four hellions. Um, I wasn't part of that. Oh yes, I was. <laughs> yeah. uh, I was say, read your damn book. <laughs> um, I mean, and I've met brother Brad. Yeah. He's a wild child. He is. Oh, that, that, that was, yes. Your 40th birthday party was one heck of a foray. So, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was fun. That's right. That was fun. But anyways, um, so yeah, that's that's why we thought it would be an awesome idea to have you on. Um, anyways, if you would um, give us a little backstory, tell us where you were born and raised. Um, so yeah, take take it from there. I was born in Chicago, Illinois, a few years ago, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and actually raised in Park Ridge, Illinois. And when I was probably in kindergarten or first grade is when my parents got divorced. Okay. And my mother moved out to California with the four of us. Her parents had moved to California. And my mother's parents moved right. to California. And so we stayed at my grandmother's house until my dad and an uncle, I believe it was, brought a brand new, one of the newest long trailers out to California for us to live in. Oh. Mm -hmm. Had two doors, one in the front and one in the back. This is the trailer in Pasadena, right? This is in Pasadena, okay. California. I remember yeah. that. Mm -hmm. And we were just kids, you know. We, My mother had a job and we were kind of on our own. Right. I had an older brother, Terry, and two younger siblings, five years younger than myself, uh, Kathy and Tim, twins. 
and um, we went to school there. And, um, you know, you remember weird things in your life. I remember I had pink eye one time, couldn't go to school. And I remember sitting up in a tree with a box of jello and sticking my finger in my mouth and then in the jello. And I was <laughs> on my own <laughs> for the day. Fend for yourself, kid. <laughs> yeah, all right. Far <laughs> cry from today. Oh my gosh. Um, speaking of fend for yourself, I, you've you've told me this story before. Um, I just think it's crazy um, that your mom put you and Terry, Terry mm-hmm. on a greyhound uh, when you were how old? Well, let me think. Uh, five, four, three, two, five, maybe seven. Seven years old. So at seven years old, your your mom puts you and Terry on a Greyhound bus, just the two of you. Yes. And sent you to Chicago. Yes. My dad still lived in Chicago. Well, he lived in Park Ridge and a suburb of Chicago. And so for the summer, um, yes, Terry and I were put on a Greyhound bus and had a little money. And it was interesting because everybody on the bus kind of took care of us. And um, I always wound up at the other end with more money than I started with. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> I remember it must have been Utah. The one thing I remember, they had a slot machine outside of this restaurant that we went into. And the only other thing I remember is that the sidewalk was all glittery. Like it had, I don't know, it was, hmm. the cement had right. something in it to make yeah. it glittery. You know, the weird things that you remember. But yeah, we did that and we spent probably um, a few weeks or a month with my dad in the summer. Yeah. And then my dad put us back on a bus and sent us back to California. That's freaking wild. But we're talking what, late 60s, early 70s? <laughs> of course, Rod. Okay. Go back. <laughs> well, I, I, I say that two. because if you think about the state of the world, the people that rode on buses, it, it's a lot different than it is today. Oh, my oh, parents put me on a bus to go see my grandparents, and I was maybe 10, mm-hmm. 11, and they didn't think too much about it, but I remember, yes. Uh, the older people on the bus made sure uh, the bus driver looked out for me. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, you know, and now granted you were going halfway across the country. I only went um, a couple hundred miles, mm-hmm. but still, you know, you stayed on the bus, you had lunch, you know, you had food provided, you had mm-hmm. a toilet, um, but people did look out for you. Mm-hmm. And that, that kind of was, was right. nice. Right. And you had a pillow, and you slept on the bus. We didn't yeah. go to a motel mm-hmm. or anything. You stayed on the bus the whole time. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner at a restaurant. Yeah, yeah, I, I get a kick out of that story, and I, I just, I want you to touch on that. Just it, in my opinion, I think that's bizarre. Like I couldn't imagine putting my kid. Now I get it. Times are different. Mm-hmm. But but it teaches you, and or for me anyway, it helped teach me a little bit of independence, how to take care of myself. Yeah. Well, you know, we were kids. We didn't, what did we know? We didn't know anything. We just did what we were told to do. Right. Didn't think about it. Yeah. Um, 
Isn't that wild? Um, so by the time you were, you reached a senior, I know you ended up in Hampshire um, where you fortunately met, met your father. Un- fortunately or unfortunately? No. <laughs> God bless him. Um, where you had your senior year. Yes. So by the time you got to Hampshire, how many schools? Where's Hampshire? It's 40 miles west of Chicago. Oh, so you had moved back to Illinois from California. Oh, yes. What happened was my uh, mother had a boyfriend, and she wanted to get married. And so my brother Terry and I were went to live with my dad and his new wife. Um, let me think about that. The end of my fifth grade. Can I just say something? So my mom's mom's. So her name is Eleanor, and then my mom's dad decides to remarry, and he remarries an Eleanor. I think that's either crazy or really smart. You don't get it mixed I know, up. I would I say mean, it's really smart. You Eleanor know. number one or and, and Eleanor number two. I mean, At that point, it doesn't matter. I mean, personally, I'd rather be one than two, you know. Uh, I'm sorry. I wanted to, I wanted to point that out. Anyhow, we, we went back to live with my dad and Eleanor number two, <laughs> and um, she had uh, a baby girl, and her mother lived with us. My step-grandmother and I shared a room, and then um, we moved back to Park Ridge, where it all started. My dad um, owned gas stations. And he owned one in Park Ridge, and um, and then they wound up having another girl. So they had two girls, Susan and Linda, and my twin brother and sister stayed in California with my mother. So we didn't see each other for a long time. It was different times then. We right. didn't call. We didn't have 800 numbers that you could call for free. Long distance was extremely expensive. Well, yeah, I don't think we even had it, to tell you the truth. We wrote letters, which would be a nice thing to do now. True, very (laughs) nice. Get back to writing letters, thank you notes, those kind of Mm -hmm. things, you know. But, um, yeah, so we lived with my dad and my stepmother, and um, they moved a lot. You asked me the question before, I think. I think in 12 years of school, I might have been in change 12 times. That's a lot. About 12 times. I'm a very sort of backward kind of person, back behind the scenes, and I hated it. I hated going to a new school every time. You're the center of attraction because you're the new kid, you know? Mm -hmm, I never liked that at all. My dad bought a Studebaker garage in Denton, Texas. Isn't that wild? Really? He did. Was Denton like 30 miles from here? Yeah, sure. Uh, Something like that. Yeah. Uh, I was in uh, eighth grade, uh, seventh grade, eighth grade school, and we moved to Texas, lock, stock, and barrel, bought a... At least I think he bought a brand new house. When the realtor opened the garage door, there was a huge tarantula on 
on the back of that wall. Uh, welcome to Texas. <laughs> One of those things, you know. And my stepmother almost stepped on scorpions were in the house. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. And um, Susan, the first little girl, she was a little little gal in a high chair. And um, it didn't last very long. I don't know what happened. I was a kid. I didn't know what happened. But we sort of left during the night. Hmm. And I had my, uh, I had this basket. It was a blue oval metal basket, and it had yellow daffodils on it with little handles. And I wanted to go back to that school to get my stuff out of my locker, and they wouldn't let me do it. Hmm. And so... <laughs> Sounds like a bad deal going wrong, right? We stayed... Hmm. Well, you know, Studebaker, they went out of business, so maybe it had something to do with that. Ah. I don't know, but we Way stayed to go, with... Way to go. We stayed with a different family. He was called Doc Maddox, I think his name was. Had a huge, huge acre farm, I guess. And we tarried back to Illinois. And I was able to go back to finish eighth grade at the same school. Hmm. And you'll find this interesting because this would not happen today. My parents found an apartment, and one of my teachers passed by that apartment on his way to school, and I was his passenger. He would pick me up, take me to school, and bring me back home every day until school was over. Yeah, it's frowned upon these days. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, at least male, female. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that wouldn't happen, yeah. No. Yeah, so I got to finish eighth grade. Then I went to high school in Arlington Heights uh, my freshman year. And in between eighth grade and my freshman year, I worked in a bakery. Don't remember how much I got paid. <laughs> Probably five cents an hour. <laughs> <laughs> And then my parents decided, oh, well, let's see, yes, they decided to move to Palatine. So that put me into Palatine High School. The bakery had another bakery on the corner across from the high school, so I worked there after school. We could eat as much as we wanted while we were there. So one day I ate a whole custard pie. <laughs> cool. I'd have to work on Saturdays, and I'd go... Uh, early in the morning, and the baker and I would have breakfast, and we'd put eggs in a in a pie tin and have it on the rack that would go around like a like a Mary or a Ferris wheel. Mm -hmm. And we'd baste the eggs when they'd come around, hmm. and then beautiful pastry. And you stick your hand in this huge bucket of icing and drizzle it all over. Mm, yum yum yum. <laughs> I'm getting hungry. I'm getting hungry. I just ate, but I'm hungry again. Yeah. So I went to Palatine High School for my fresh, my sophomore and junior year, and then they decided to move again. And we moved to Hampshire, Illinois, my senior year. Best year ever. At least you finished strong. Finished on a good note. Yeah. I didn't like school. <laughs> hmm. And so I had a fun year. I was the new girl in town, and I got to be a cheerleader, and I hated for that year to end. 
that was my best year. So dad had already graduated, correct? Yes. So you were a year, a year behind him. Mm-hmm. So my dad was a farmer. He was a dairy farmer. Mm-hmm. Dairy and crop. Dairy and crop. He and his dad, they owned most of Hampshire. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> they owned a significant part of that. Heck, we even have a name, uh, a street named after us. It's Rungi. Was it Rungi Way or Rungi Avenue? Rungi Street. Rungi. I'm surprised I don't see a road sign somewhere in your house. You know, when we we've gone back, we we go back every summer except for last summer. Well, I'm this summer too. Um, Brad climbed up on the uh, shocker. Right. Yeah. Brad climbed up on the street sign trying to yank it down, and it wouldn't come down. He's like, "Damn it, I want it." Well, okay. Anyways. It's like they won't know who took it. <laughs> right. Runky boys must be in town. Shut <laughs> uh, lock the doors, keep the girls in mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so you graduate, and then you meet Dad, um, and then you guys end up getting married. Mm-hmm. You had Brian, my oldest brother, mm-hmm. and then you moved to California uh, when he was two, correct? Mm-hmm. All right. Two and a half, yes. Um, so... I want to ask how, if you could answer it, how how do you think, you know what Rob was talking about, these, our experiences shape who we are, right? Uh, Is that what you were saying? Yeah, we are the sum of all of our experiences, Mm -hmm. good, bad, however. So I guess what we're trying to get at is how did your experiences growing up, you know, being from divorced parents, moving a lot. How did that shape how you chose to raise your family? Wow. Um, I don't know how to answer that. I, 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 well, number one, I would never have expected my kids to get divorced, which is sad. It was very sad to me. And then Brad was very sad. And um, I don't know. I think it just all came natural. You just roll with the punches and um, have certain expectations of um, your spouse, your kids, whatever. Um, And you have high hopes that you're going to do the right thing and that... I I just really never thought about it. I just did what I did. Yeah. Well, speaking of expectations, we've talked about this. It's a funny thing, right? You end up disappointed quite a bit. Um, What what were your expectations for the family? Well, I just hoped that I would have... Well, number one, I felt that God wanted me to have four kids. I'm not sure why. But we had, we were lucky, had four healthy kids. The last one was supposed to be a girl. That would be me. Um, <laughs> well, we could, uh, we could alter a few things. Yep. Well, <laughs> supposed to be Brenda. <laughs> yes, and uh, actually, uh, my girlfriend gave me a baby shower, and it was all a girl. They were all convinced that my last one was going to be a girl. But thank goodness he was a healthy little baby boy, nine pounds one ounce. Yeah, it's hefty. 
And nothing strange. <laughs> and I guess I really never expected anything. You just do what you do and live life and try to be a good person and try to raise your kids. You've never done this before, so it's a new path for you. Did it get easier as you had uh, more boys? Easier for general things because you've done it before. Like changing diapers changing and feeding diapers, and stuff like feeding, that. Changing diapers, you know, going along, and then you've got all the other things, the sports, and, you know, it was fun going to their games and all of that. You have to, and try to be fair to each one. Uh, going to practice, going to games. But it's common knowledge. You know, the baby always gets the most. My brother Pratt's a favorite. Really? Oh, yeah, they do that back and forth all the time. Oh, okay. Oh, you better go be by your favorite mom, Brad. <laughs> you better go be by your favorite mom. <laughs> Would you say that moving around as much as you did encouraged you to pick a home and stay at a single location? Or were you okay going, well, you know what? I moved around a lot, so it's fine to have the kids move around a lot. I think that was a huge thing, probably subconsciously. That's why we haven't That's why it's moved. so hard for you to move. Yeah, uh, because I hated it. Basically, one of my friends, Wendy, who lives up the street from us, she just went out to dinner with her kindergarten friends. And I think about it, I have no friends from my past past as a child. I don't, you know, I wouldn't know any of them except for my senior year. My classmates call me, a couple yeah. of them call me, and we keep in touch all the time via text or um so that's been important to me. It feels good to have somebody care about you and um, keep in contact with you. But we just did what we did. And you don't think, think about it until later years you think about things, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I never thought about it until a lot later years that I think what's been the best thing for me is that I've had angels that have been guiding me, protecting me, whatever, in many different ways. Yeah, of course. Many different ways, yeah. Mm -hmm. I believe it. Um, I so I want to skip to um, raising us, and I and I and I make light of it in in my book. You know, which was your hardest, most challenging job. Um, and I know we weren't easy, especially as we got older and now having kids myself, um, that's uh, your punishment. <laughs> yeah. Um, you want what's best for them. Right. And, and, and so let's talk about the things you believe worked when raising us. What do you, what do you think worked for when, when you raised the four of us? And it's okay to say that uh, you pulled out the belt and whipped his butt. I mean, there's... So that happened daily. As soon as my dad crossed <laughs> over the threshold, the belt was already off. <laughs> yeah, they got spankings. They got scolded. They got grounded. Um, I think I was very protective. 
maybe too protective. I don't know. I don't know how what you feel. That? Um, I wanted to know where they were all the time. If they were praying, playing out in front, which usually they had to be, because they were little. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about, you know. They knew that when the lights, street lights came on, they needed to be in the house when they were old enough to be out on their own. But um, I, I think I was very protective. Um, they had friends. They had a lot of friends and everything. We would walk them to school. There was a certain amount of fear, I think, in, in that. Um, I don't know why, but... I think as a parent, you you have that. It's just like a natural thing. You know, when, when Braddix is gone, it's like, okay, what, you know, it's gotten better yeah. over the years just because I just, okay, I'm I, I trust and I believe that he's okay or this is going to work out. You know, I don't really worry or concern if he goes to a friend's to go swimming or whatever um, as much. But I think it's kind of a natural thing. Um, but anyways, so uh, in regards to that, like w- with raising us, um, do you think the discipline work? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to answer that and say no. Well, I think it is. Oh, parents raise children differently, I think, today. Yes, um, And I think it is because, well, Bryce and I, we're, we're the age now where we're raising our own kids and we're thinking i'm referring back to when you know again because my parents did the same thing uh we had a we had a board that uh hung in the kitchen that uh i don't know it was it was a one by uh, anyway it was a little board with an ice curved handle and it had mother's helper uh painted on <laughs> On there, and again, it hung in the uh, the kitchen dining room uh, wall for all to see, and it provided a reminder to me. I don't know how it worked on my sisters, but you knew that if you went overboard, there was to be a consequence. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's—I don't know—I sometimes wonder if. Today is, you know, now that we're the parents' age, we're looking back and go, man, I didn't like getting spanked. Mm -hmm. But then I keep thinking about, okay, what was the most effective tool in reminding me that my parents' policies, my parents' rules, their requests, their demands had a purpose? And you move away from that. Well... You can scold me. You can put me into timeout. You can ground me to my room. Mm-hmm. I mean, I used to go out and, you know, break their rules, and they would ground me. Well, but then they would let me go over to my oldest sister's house. And so I would ride my bike over there, and then I would hang out there all night. Her husband had a part-time job in the evenings as a tow truck driver, so I'd go out with him on tow truck, you know, rescues. This is really great being grounded. Um, so sometimes you're, you're, the consequences have to be severe enough to help provide that attitude readjustment. Now I'm not, you know, advocating or encouraging, you know, beating a kid. We don't want to have to spank. 
We don't want to. We want you to do what we ask you to do. I mean, it's pretty simple, but kids are kids, you know. And um, Is it our job to push the envelope to see just exactly where you're, just how serious you are? Uh That's (laughs) that's your nature. And as with four boys, um, I bet, uh, especially (laughs) Bryce, you know, being the youngest, uh, I bet he got away with a lot more stuff than Brett did. Or Brian. Actually, he, probably in the boy's eyes, he did. Mm-hmm. You know, the other boy's eyes, he maybe they did. Gave up on, they gave up on me. But Screw he, it. Well, <laughs> in today's style of living, there's many parents, I think, that want to be buddies with their kids instead of be parents to their kids. And guide them down the lines instead. It's fine to be best friends with your mother or your father when you're an adult. But when you're a child, there's certain rules you have to follow. If you break them, there's a consequences, you know? Gee, have we heard that We've heard that. I was just thinking, and Nicole took us down that path. Yeah, you're... She's uh, a professional counselor, and we we interviewed her, and that's kind of what she said as well doesn't always mean a spanking. Um, I don't know that I spanked that much. Um, okay, was, let me let me just fill in that for you, okay? Uh, you broke a lot of wooden spoons. Uh, on a, a hard butt. And we, oh, that was on our hands. And, and um, we had to go get little <laughs> little branches, switches off of the tree in the backyard, okay, because that ended up on our, across our rear end, so... Uh, yeah, hey, just because we're recording, out. don't try and don't try and sugarcoat this, okay? Let's just be truthful about what we're talking about here. Uh, I got my ass beat. Well, I'm sure Not it was well deserved. It, it was. I, I was. I was a handful. All I had to do with him was say, "Okay, go to your room." Oh, that it. would break his heart. He did not like being sent to his room. And that's all I'd have to say to him. Not the other ones, but him. Um, what's funny is that, um, Suzanne, I know that she's somewhat incapacitated with her recent C-section. Mm-hmm. And, and Briar, she's she's a little rocket, man. She's all over the place. <laughs> and she'll call, she'll, she'll Bryce, I, I'm going to call your dad. And I'm always reminded. And I it, it, it somewhat rubs me the wrong way. And I look at her and I'm like, if your mom calls me one more time, <laughs> I am open up a can. Of, no, okay. I'm not going to do that to a two-year-old. I'm going to. Anyways. So my mom, when we would act up, mm-hmm. I'm going to call your father. So she would get on the phone with him while he was working. <laughs> and I know that pissed him off. So by the time he got home, he'd worked himself up pretty good. Oh, yeah. Right. And he'd walk over the threshold and, hi, Dad. Yeah, right. Hi, boys. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I, I, and I wanted to touch on that because it was something that we wanted to address in terms of curbing that bad behavior. I know we've been talking a little bit about it. Um, but, yeah, that was something you did. I'm going to call your dad remember doing that often though i really don't well i remember it quite a bit you know 
I find that interesting. My mother would do the same thing. She would say, well, rather than call. Wait till um, your father gets home. Yes. Oh, yeah, that too. And I heard that. That was very mortifying. And because when dad would come home, you knew that there was going to be, well, it wasn't going to just be a stern talking to. Mm -hmm. There was going to be some kind of swat on the butt and, well, dad can put a little more mustard on it than mom could. Right. (laughs) And, but you know, what you were just saying about when Suzanne will say, well, I'm going to call your father down. How does that make you feel? I mean, I know as a kid, I was, I had a very healthy respect for that statement Mm -hmm. and I was Mm -hmm. fearful Right. But I don't know that I ever was afraid of my dad. Mm-hmm. I just knew that, okay, I crossed the line. Right. But you as a parent, hearing those words, how does that make you feel? So this has only been recently because Briar's old enough to kind of understand that. Um, and I love my dad. Mm-hmm. But it makes me, it takes me to that place. When I hear that and I like had a flashback and nothing that you did anything wrong, but it, I would remember what I received from your phone call. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I have to fight against that because I could easily go downstairs and act like my dad, but I have to fight against that. So I'm going to go downstairs so or I'm going to, I'm going to come out of the office and I'm going to like, prior, what are we doing? Do you need to go to time? You know, I'm going to have a conversation. Um, rarely do I have to, you know, discipline her in that way. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's an automatic, like I go there, I know what it's like, um, for, 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 you know, for dad to be summoned, if you will. And, mm-hmm. um, but I have, I, I have a different charge, if you will. Like I'm, I'm creating, we've talked about this legacy, right? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be that, that dad again. I love dad. Um, and I know he didn't handle things appropriately a lot. Um, and I'm not throwing stones. But again, I could quickly reflect on that and I could apply a, a new method, if you will. Because you learned from what you went through. Yeah. 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 And we didn't have time out. We didn't have, you know, there's rules and they're meant to be followed. And if you didn't, you paid a price. And today's world, a spanking would put you in jail. And, you know, it's, it's very interesting I was reading a quote from Cicero, and we're talking a couple hundred years B.C., mm-hmm. in which he was commenting on the poor behavior of children today. <laughs> and, and it just made me chuckle that for, um, I don't know, a couple thousand years, we have been commenting on the poor behavior of children today. And I, so it makes me chuckle because I've heard it said, I've said it myself, Mm -hmm. but to read a Roman historian from over 2000 years ago comment about the poor behavior of children today, they are so undisciplined, made me kind of take a bit of a step back. Um, We didn't call a timeout, but I would get grounded to my room. You need to go to your room and you need to think about what you've just done mm-hmm. or what you've just said. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, that's a timeout. Right. 
And I think that one of the things that my parents did was, was I don't know that, again, my parents, they didn't go to college. Mm-hmm. Um, they were happy to graduate high school. And again, they grew up in the, well, my dad was born in 35. My mom was born in 39. Mm-hmm. And so they, but they would say, you go to your room. I don't want to talk to you right now. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I don't, I just want you to go reflect. Well, I've learned since that that was more for them than <laughs> it was for me because they did not want to respond to our bad behavior mm-hmm. with a knee jerk reaction. Right. And so when we would get a spanking, it would be, it was usually a bare hand. Mm-hmm. Um, I know my dad would threaten. Uh, with the belt, but it never actually happened. And mm-hmm. even though we had that mother's helper, um, <laughs> I never saw it. Um, I, they never used it. But, you know, uh, perception, uh, the perception was right. there that don't cross the line too far. Daily reminder. But it's, I, I think that one of the things that my parents did, and again, we're talking about back in the 70s, but they would explain after they had calmed down mm-hmm. after a gap of time mm-hmm. and they would say, look, this is what you did. This is why I didn't like what you did. Mm-hmm. And this is what could have happened and what we don't want to mm-hmm. happen. And as you know, and so we're going to give you a spanking or a discipline consequence. Mm-hmm. But it was never done out of anger yeah. or hostility or emotion mm-hmm. at that time. What about this hurts me more than it hurts you? <laughs> well, have I, you heard that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and actually, when I would discipline Eric, I better understood that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times um, when he would get a discipline or a consequence, it would be. I would impl- I, I better understood what my parents had done, and so I applied that. Mm-hmm. Go and you go to your room, mm-hmm. and he would slam his door, mm-hmm. and he'd want to come out. And I go, well, is your attitude changed? No. Okay, then go back right. in your room, and that's how you know uh, we would deal with it mm-hmm. uh, when he was younger, around, you know, three or four, right. uh, a lot of times if he was throwing toys or something like that, I go, well, the toy needs to go to timeout. Mm-hmm. The toy is acting bad. Mm-hmm. And so and I, I, as I'm taking my classes to become a professional counselor, these are some of the things that keep coming up of right. what to do. And I, right. and I applaud my parents for this. And right. I think that a lot of parents today, even though they may not use a spanking which may or may not be a good thing, I think there is a decent amount of explaining. And I see that with the kids that we teach. Right. Because when I visit with them, give them a chance to cool off, give me a chance to cool off, Mm -hmm. we can communicate a little bit better Mm -hmm. rather than, you know, I'm angry at you, you're angry at me, so our engagement is out of anger. Right. Instead of logic, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and kids can drive you through the wall. Oh yeah. No, that's 
Oh yeah, quite a bit. Um, so we are uh, we're nearing the end of our our episode, um, and I think we've kind of addressed most of the questions. Um, Let's hit that last one. One of the things that is a common point of contention um, in families focuses on finances, jobs, mm-hmm. uh, for you, you know, for mom, for dad, for kids. Um, what to do, you know, when, what do you do after high school? Um, when do you start dating? When do you get them a car? How did you guys, um, you know, Mr. Rungi, address these kind of issues with the boys? That's a good question. Wow. Yeah. I think through life we wanted them to grow up and be responsible. Expect them to get a job, be responsible people. Um, We went to church as a family every Sunday. We didn't send them to church. We went as a family and um, wanted them to... um, go through the process of life. Um, Each one has their own individual personality, their own intelligence. Everybody has something. And so needing to find out what their something would be, um, I think we probably had hopes that, well, get them through school and out of high school and out of high school, and um, I think probably in our mind we would expect them to go to college. Um, Finances weren't where we could pay fully for them to go to college. Um, I think Gordon gave them money for things. We weren't rich people at all. I worked my whole life doing this, that, and the other thing. And Our oldest one graduated from college. Our second one is a more of an entrepreneurial person. Um, He, Brett did go to college though, come to think of it. Yeah, he did a little stint in junior college. an artist. And then there's Brad, graduated from college. Bryce graduated from college. Twice. That was a big surprise. With a master's degree. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, um, I think that his dad was more lenient with him because of being the baby and allowed him to be a part of Brett's business. And he went inline skating all over the country. Well, I was also a young adult, so. And I don't think that was a good thing. I think that he... He uh, probably should have gotten a job out of high school, maybe. <laughs> yeah, so we were always, uh, this is what I b- believed was that dad was, you either get a job or you go to college. And well, I wasn't going to college because it wasn't on my radar <laughs> yes. at that time. So it was all those jobs. But yeah, the skating part was, yeah. that was. So I said to Bryce one day, I'm like, wow. Do you know you're going to be a quarter of a century old? He looked at me. And the next thing I knew, he had enrolled in college. 
<laughs> it's kind of like, dang, I should have said that when it was 20. You know, you're one-fifth of a century old. <laughs> Shocked the heck out of me, and we're so proud of him. Look at where he's gotten for crying out loud. And that's what every parent would want, was their kids to grow up, be healthy, um, follow the patterns of life of which, you know, they would want to choose to do. Keep out of trouble. Don't go to jail, you know, for health, for life. Um, well, you two for four on that one. And... Um, and look at now he's repeating life. He's got a family. They've all got families. They're growing their own children. And the pendulum swings back. Life repeats itself. So if you can do it better, good for you. There you go. There you have it. I don't know that I could sum it up any better. There you go. Well, I, well, I appreciate you uh, sharing a little bit of your story, a little bit of your 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 wisdom. Um and I know there's lots, lots more to talk about, but we can't cram that all in in one episode. And I know you guys are, yeah, probably, yeah, uh, leaving town soon. Um, but anyways, Rod, do you have anything else that you want to? I just want to say thanks for being here. Oh, thank you. Um, I know we've talked on multiple occasions, and but this has been very enjoyable. Boy, the way I got all kinds of fun dirt on Bryce. Um, I imagine. <laughs> uh, that's why I won't bring my mother on. Um, but it is, it is, you know, with the transgenerational society where, where we've kind of gone back almost 100 years in American history where you're having multiple generations in the same home. I know that uh, my wife and I, we have her mother, we have um, her kids with us at different times. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as parents, you want to do what's best for your kids. It's, but there's no, there's no owner's manual right. that you get. You get the birth certificate at the hospital, but that's about all. Actually, you don't even get that at the hospital. Oh, anymore. okay. And you got to pay for that at the uh, well, local yeah, county. Don't get me started on that. But it is, you know, you always want, I, again, I've watched, uh, being with uh, my wife and raising, helping raise her children, um, how far they have come and where they are now. And you, you're going, you know, I'm so glad, you know, you did a lot of things I wished you hadn't done. Right. But I see how they have changed and shaped you and look at the fine, upstanding mm -hmm. person you are becoming. Mm -hmm. And it is really nice. And so I guess when you're a parent, you worry about your kids. And as a kid, you worry if my parents are too strict or my parents just don't understand. Right. I mean, Will Smith even wrote a song about it. Yes. But it is, you're right, it comes full circle. Yep. And praise God. Amen. There we go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes our episode for today. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Thanks, Mom. Love you. Love you, too. Bye. Bye.